0: Welcome to the Prosperously You Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Sydney Smith. This podcast is here to help you get on your own damn way using mindset and manifestation. Join me each week as I dive into how you can integrate these practices into your business and life to elevate you into prosperity. We'll be chatting everything money, mindset, and manifestation so you can learn how to build the life and career you've always dreamed of. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Prosperously You podcast. On this week's episode, I have an exciting guest coming in to talk about something I feel like we all need more education around, which is our own menstrual cycles and really how we can tap into understanding each stage of those so we can optimize our lives. So I have Corinne on here with me and she helps women optimize their hormones um, so that you can naturally conceive and have a regular and pain-free flow. So welcome, Corinne. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. If we want to just start with you telling more of your journey, I know you have a really interesting one where you kind of had this problem yourself and solved it. And then now are on a path to help other women do the same. So would love to hear more about your journey.
1: Yeah. So I started out with having an irregular period since the day I got my period, but I never knew it was an issue. Um, I, I got it, you know, every six months, every Three weeks, not every three weeks, every three months. Like it was just totally random. There was no rhyme or reason to it. And my gynecologist told me that I was, it was fine as long as I got three periods a year. So I was like, okay, cool. So I never thought that that was a health issue. Um, By the way, that's totally false. But at the time, I had no idea that that was not true. So um, I just went about my life. And then after college, I was really, ex- actually not even after, through during and after, um, I was experiencing a lot of migraines. I was experiencing a lot of digestive issues and bloating and constipation. And I got diagnosed with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, and then I had like rashes all over my body. I had facial hair growth, like all these seemingly random things were happening. Um, and then I lost my period for a full two years. And I was like, what is happening? And it was just... Just all these different things were going on. And I went to all these different doctors. I would go to the dermatologist, the gastroenterologist, like all these things. No one was connecting the dots. Long story short... Um, it was misdiagnosed. I was misdiagnosed without PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I ended up having polycystic ovarian syndrome, but all these years they told me that I didn't because my blood worked was normal and they just didn't know how to actually diagnose me. So mm-hmm. that's where everything was all connected. So it was all coming from that root cause, but I didn't know that at the time. I didn't even know what a root cause meant at the time. Um, so I started really diving into reading about all of this and diving into different books and resources and changing what I was eating because I I didn't want to go on medication, and everyone was just recommending, you know, migraine medication, IBS medication, birth control, and I didn't want to do any of that. So I decided to take it into my own hands and start changing my diet, and I saw incredible shifts and changes. Um, then I went back to school for nutrition because I was actually a public school teacher for nine years. I taught Spanish and E N L in the high school setting. And all this was going on as I was full-time teaching. So um, I went back to school for holistic nutrition after I got my master's as I was teaching. And then that's when I really discovered a passion for this. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so amazing. I have to help so many women around this. And then I officially left my teaching job in August of 2020 to run the business full-time.
0: That's amazing. And yeah. I yeah, I feel like it's, I have had a similar story where like, yeah, I have blood work and they're like, yeah, it's just fine. You just have a hormone imbalance. And it's so irritating because you're like, well, there's has to be more to it than just like, yeah, you just live with it. Right, exactly, exactly. There's so much you could do to change
1: it. And, it's, and putting a Band-Aid on it, like birth control or something is just doing nothing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say are the main stages of our cycles? And then how do we really start to tap into and work with them in order to optimize our lives? This is something I feel like that can be such a game changer, but we just don't really have much education around.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we actually have four phases to our cycle. So a lot of us Obviously know of when you get your period, right? That's pretty obvious of what phase that is. That's your menstrual phase. Um, and then we have three other phases. And a lot of people know about ovulation too because that's when you can or can't get pregnant. But the reason why we have phases to our cycle is because our hormones fluctuate throughout the month. So it's different. We have a different makeup than men or people who you know are born men. They have hormone fluctuations that change from morning to night and it's the same every single day. Ours mm. shift throughout the month depending on where we're at in our cycle. So it's not just our period. There's so much other things that are actually going on from day to day that are affecting how you feel, what your desires are, what your moods are, what your energy levels are, like literally everything because your hormones are responsible for literally everything in your body. They're connected to every single thing because they – run through your bloodstream. So wherever your blood is going, your hormones have an effect on it. So um, that's why we actually have phases because our hormones are fluctuating. So it's kind of like the four seasons, like winter, spring, summer, and fall. That's kind of how I like to think about it. So if we think about it as seasons, the menstrual phase is like winter. And this is when your hormones are at their absolute lowest levels, which is why you could experience lower energy and your desires are different. You want to go inward. You want to just be more you know, by yourself and, and reflect because our brain also changes throughout the month. So our brain actually changes up to 20% throughout every phase. So depending on where we're at in our cycle, depending on where our hormone levels are at, it's going to change what we're going to actually want to be doing. So during your menstrual phase, your energy is going to be a little bit lower. Now that does not mean that you should be completely wiped out and completely exhausted. That's definitely not normal. That's a sign that there's some imbalance happening, but you will notice that your energy is lower because your hormones are at their lowest. And you will notice a desire to just kind of want to go inward and be by yourself and just relax more. And unfortunately we live in a society where we're told that we have to do the same thing every day. We have to do that bootcamp class every day. We have to fast every single day. We have to push hard every single day. And when people are doing this throughout their period, it's actually causing hormone imbalances. And when you do push too hard during your period, during your menstrual phase, it actually causes you to gain weight and waste muscle because of where your hormone levels are at. So this is why thousands and thousands of women are struggling because we're not told that these certain things that are recommended to do have been researched on male bodies and male hormones and not on reproductive aged women because it doesn't work like that. So, yeah. yeah. D- sorry, do you have a question about that?
0: No, no. I just, I think it's something that, again, I only learned this when I was like, 27 years old which is crazy but yeah I think it was just like yeah you have to be the exact same level of productivity every single week of every or every single day of every single week and that's just not necessarily true and like also can like put so much shame on how we I feel like address our mental state during each like phases of our cycle.
1: Yeah, because you know, you're know you not going to feel the same every day. It's literally impossible. Like if, if you're on birth control, this is a different situation because you don't have fluctuating hormones when you're on birth control because you have synthetic hormones that are just the same every single day and you're not actually ovulating, you don't actually have a period. So it's not the same if you're on hormonal birth control, but if you're not on hormonal birth control, you are going to experience these shifts. And thinking that you are just meant to show up the same every day and feel the same is just so ridiculous. And it really causes a lot of issues mentally, like you just said. So during your period, again, that's kind of where things are at. Um, And then after I go through an overview, we could always dive deeper into like how to support yourself in each phase. So that's the natural phase. And that's anywhere from about three to seven days long. And that is day one of your cycle. So when when I say cycle, that's the whole kit and caboodle. That's all four phases. And a regular cycle is anywhere between really like 21 to 35 days. I prefer like 25 to 35 days for my clients. And that's from day one of your period until the day before you get your period again. And for it to be regular and consistent, it needs to come around the same time every single month. So it's not like sometimes it's 25, then 35, then 20, then 50, like that's not regular. Um, It needs to be about the same time every single cycle, give or take, you know, a few days here and there. So that's the menstrual phase. And then after that is the follicular phase. And this could be anywhere from really like seven to 20-ish days. It completely depends on the person. This is the most variable phase that we have because our ovulation isn't always on the same day, which is the phase that comes after follicular. So it can definitely shift. Um, so for the follicular phase, your hormones are now rising. So coming out of menstrual phase, your hormones are at their lowest levels But then once you enter follicular, your hormones are now rising. So your estrogen levels and your testosterone levels are now on the rise preparing for ovulation. So that means that you're going to notice a very distinctive shift in your energy. You're going to feel your energy lifting up. You're going to, you really love during the follicular phase, our brain is primed for newness, for brainstorming, for openness. So you like to plan things. You like to be creative. You want to try new things. You want to really just plan stuff and get really creative and organized and not even so much organized, really more so brainstorming, creativeness, and planning. That's what I was looking for. That is gotcha. the most, that's what we really want to do in your follicular phase. And because our hormones are rising, you have more energy to do more cardio based workouts if you like cardio based workouts. You don't have to do that if you don't like it. I personally don't like doing cardio other than like walking, but if you do like doing that, That's the time to do it, like cycling or Zumba classes or even running or stuff like that. That's when it's more beneficial because your hormones can now support you because they're on the rise. So, And that's the follicular phase. Then we move into – and that's like spring, right? So if we're talking about seasons, that's like spring. Everything is rising up. Then we move into the ovulation phase, which is like summer, and this is where your hormones are now peaking and surging. So your estrogen is at its highest level, your testosterone is at its highest level, and you have so much energy because of where your hormone levels are at. So you're going to notice within this phase, and this phase could be anywhere from about three to five days, but you could feel the effect of it for about a week. Um, the actual act of ovulation is only one day. The egg drops, it's, that's it, it's a 24-hour event, but your... Um, fertility. And if you can get pregnant or can't get pregnant is about five days long because sperm can stay alive in cervical mucus for up to five days. So that's that's what's going on in that phase, but because your hormone levels are so high, you have a good amount of energy. So this is when you you want to be really outward. You want to be socializing with people. You want to be talking, networking, maybe podcasting if you do podcasts. Just socializing with people, doing maybe a hit workout or a more intense workout. Like you have the energy to back it up. Um, so this is the time to maximize that. And when we know where our hormone levels are at. We can maximize on it instead of feeling like we need to do the same thing every day because our metabolism also shifts throughout every single phase. So for example, the follicular and ovulation phase, your metabolism is slower than it is in your luteal phase, which is what comes next. So even shifting your nutrition and all these things. And obviously if someone's listening to this and they're brand new to this, like, please don't start thinking you have to change everything all at once. Like, Just get your feet wet with it at first um, because this is something that you could you know, practice over time. Yeah. But- Um, yeah, so that's ovulation and that's summer. That's about three to five days long. And then after that comes the luteal phase. And this is about 10 to 14 days long. This is about the, um, 10 to 14 days before you get your period. And this is like fall. So now you have a new hormone on the scene because ovulation produces the hormone progesterone. So progesterone is now in the mix so you have a different ratio between estrogen and progesterone levels which is going to completely change your brain chemistry is going to completely change your mood and your desires so in this phase this is when you start to tend to be more inward towards the second half of the phase, right? Towards that week before your period, that's kind of where that happens because at first estrogen is still high, but it slowly is dipping throughout this luteal phase and then goes to its lowest levels right before you get your period. So this is where we really want to slow down our workouts. We want to be really cautious of what we're doing. Our metabolism is quicker. So having an extra snack, making sure that we're really fueling ourselves because of where our hormone levels are at. And this is the phase where you want to really organize stuff. You want to wrap things up. Any projects or something that you maybe start in your follicular phase, you want to wrap them up and get organized and just prepare and um, kind of do more of those admin tasks and do things that are more inward than outward. And this is the phase where if you do have a hormone imbalance, this is the phase where you're going to really know it. Like those PMS symptoms can happen in this phase, but it's not a requirement of getting a period. It's the direct result of an imbalance ratio
0: between your estrogen and progesterone levels. Gotcha. So I feel like I have several questions, but I'll start with what was the best way, like, you recommend people really start to track these phases so you're aware of where you're at and, like, how you can support yourself in each one?
1: Yeah, so... Um, definitely just basic level is just getting an app to actually put in like when you get your period. So you know, first of all, that your cycle is regular because I've worked with so many clients who are like, yeah, yeah, my cycle's regular. Like I get it every month and then they start tracking it and they're like, whoa, I didn't realize I was having like a 37 day cycle or a 40 day cycle. I was just like, oh yeah, I'm getting it every month-ish. So really making sure that you know when when that's happening and then tracking your ovulation. That is how you're going to know when things are happening because you know, obviously when you're bleeding, when you get your period. And then if you know when you're ovulating, those are the two anchors. Your menstrual phase and your ovulation phase are the two anchors. So then you'll know when the follicular and luteal phases are. So tracking ovulation is not done via an app or ovulation strips, OPKs, LH strips, the things that people sometimes do when they're trying to get pregnant. Those are very inaccurate. Those are just letting you know. First of all, an app is just telling you when it thinks that you're going to ovulate based off of when your period was. So that's completely inaccurate. And as far as the OPKs, the ovulation predictor kits, if people are using those or LH strips, Those are just letting you know when your LH, which is luteinizing hormone, when that increases, um, because that increases generally before you ovulate, but it's not confirming ovulation. So the two ways that I recommend doing this is to track your basal body temperature, which is your BBT, and then your cervical mucus. So. I have an entire podcast episode on this because I don't want to go into too much detail and bore but I'll give you guys a little bit of detail on it. But you could check this out. Um, episode 123 of the Mind Your Hormones podcast has a full breakdown of how to actually track everything. But the reason awesome. why we track your basal, what do you say? I can link that so people can easily just pop over. Okay, perfect. Um yeah. So, your basal body temperature, the reason why we track this, and that's just your waking temperature. And the reason why we track this is because before ovulation, your temperature will generally be about 97 to 97.7 degrees every morning. And you have to take it before you get out of bed, right away, ideally the same time every day to make sure that it's accurate. Um, And again, the episode goes into a little bit more detail on that. And then after ovulation, to confirm that you ovulated, it will spike up to about 98 to 98.8 degrees. And the reason why that happens is because like I said before, ovulation produces the hormone progesterone and progesterone. If you don't know what this is, is a sex hormone that helps hold on to and nourish a pregnancy. And it also supports our metabolism, our thyroid, our hair, our skin, our nails, our bones. It helps prevent osteoporosis and heart disease later in life, which is why it's so important that you're ovulating, even if you don't want to get pregnant. Um, So it's really, really, really important. And you aren't producing progesterone if you are on hormone birth control. You're on the synthetic form, which is called progestin, which is completely different. So um, progesterone actually increases your basal body temperature because it increases your metabolism. So your body temperature is increasing. So that's why you'll see that spike up, but you have to see that higher temperature of 98 to 98.8 degrees for at least three consecutive days to know that you confirmed ovulation. So once you know when you're ovulating and when your period is, it's easier to know when all the other phases are.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, this is something I just dove into last year um, after having a hormone imbalance and wanting to get off of hormonal birth control. And it is, I feel like such a game changer being, I just being like in the know (laughs) and actually like having a really good pulse on where my body's at, what things are happening. Um, So another question for you, what are the main stages or wait, what are the common misconceptions that you really want to clear up around our cycles? Because like I said, there's so many things and I feel like I didn't know until I was like 27 years old. Hence why last year when I was 27, I got off of hormone birth control and went over into tracking it with natural cycles. But like, what are the main things I feel like you hear or that you just, you are common or that we think are normal in our cycles that really don't have to be?
1: Yeah. So, I oh mean, so many things. Um, the main ones are that it's normal to have pain during your period, which it's 100% not. Um, that you can't change your period, right? It's just like, oh, I just have an irregular period, or I don't need a period. It's just this is how my period is, and I used to think that too. I was just like, oh, my period just irregular. Like that's just how my period is, but that's not true because your period is your fifth vital sign. Well, your menstrual, your whole menstrual cycle is your fifth vital sign, which means it's just as important as your blood pressure, your body temperature, your breathing rate. It's it's just as important as the other four vital signs. It's your fifth vital sign, which means it is a response to your internal health. It is a marker of how you're doing overall in your health. So if it's off, if it's painful, if it's really heavy, if it's missing, if it's irregular, if you have really bad PMS symptoms, it's letting you know that there's a deeper issue. So a misconception that you don't need to be getting a natural period, and I say a natural period, meaning a non-birth control period where you're actually ovulating it's a misconception to think that we don't need a regular period unless we want to get pregnant because we absolutely do. We, it's, again, a sign of health. And if we're not ovulating, then we're not producing progesterone, which means that we're not supporting our metabolism, our bones, our thyroid, our heart, like all these things. So that's a misconception, a huge one. Um, thinking that has to be painful. It does not have to be painful. It's not meant to be painful. Your period should just come and go with ease. You definitely will notice like maybe a little bit of pressure or you'll notice that your, your energy is a little bit lower, but it should not be painful. You should not be going through a tampon or two every single hour. That is a sign that your estrogen levels are in excess compared to your progesterone. And usually that is coming from inflammation, either inflammation in your gut or um, liver stagnation. Like th- these are some things that can be causing that, but that's totally not normal. Um, The misconception that you could get pregnant at any time is also not true. You could actually only get pregnant five to six days out of the month. Um, A misconception that, again, you can't change these things. These are all absolutely can be changed because they're just a reflection of your health. And that birth control regulates your period. That's a whole nother conversation because birth control does not regulate your period. It just puts a Band-Aid on everything. um, And it turns off the communication from your brain to your ovaries so you're not ovulating at all. So those are just like the really major ones. And also PMS, like, oh, PMS is normal. Oh, yeah, of course I have horrible mood swings and my breasts hurt and all these things. It's just because I'm getting my period. Like, that's not normal. Um, That's a hormone imbalance. And it doesn't mean that it's not common. It's very, very common, but there's a difference between common and normal.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something that is such a huge one that I feel like we're taught from such an early age that, yeah, like your period's coming... Of course, you're going to be, like, more erratic. Of course, like, it's going to suck, and you're just going to have to, like, have a heating pad and chocolate (laughs) and work from bed.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Not normal. It should not interrupt your daily life. Like you should still be able to do your daily things. Like again, you're going to notice a little bit of a change in your body because where your hormone levels are at. But if you're, if it is impeding your life in any way and changing completely your moods and stuff, like there's for sure an imbalance happening that you can simply shift with using like nutrition, lifestyle supplementation to do so.
0: Yeah. So diving into how you can shift that, what are, I mean, obviously it's, dependent on each person and what's going on for them, but like overarching like tips as far as becoming aware of it and then how to, what are some things that can start to shift how you in court or like have pain or how you are experiencing those imbalances and can kind of start to benefit you and getting to more stabilized hormones?
1: Yeah. So it's more so about the major root causes of hormonal imbalances. So, the major root causes that I always work on in my courses and with my clients is um, balancing out blood sugar supporting nutrient deficiencies, nourishing your nervous system, supporting your gut and supporting your liver and your inflammation levels, all of that together. When you work on all of those areas, you are going to improve. It's impossible not to because everything in your body is connected. And all of those things are all major root causes of hormonal imbalances. So things that you could do, no matter what your situation is, that's going to support you, are things like sleeping. Like that is the absolute number one thing. And a lot of people will be like, okay, cool, cool. But what's a supplement I could take? I'm like, no, no, no. If you're not sleeping well, nothing is going to be working for you because especially yeah. your hormones, like you have to be prioritizing your sleep as the absolute number one thing thing for your hormone health. So making sure that you're asleep definitely before 11 PM, because it's not just about the amount of hours you're getting, but it's the time of day and night that you're getting them because our is on a clock, right? Everything is on a clock and on a rhythm in our body and certain organs will replenish and rejuvenate at specific times throughout the night. So we have to make sure that we are asleep before eleven, like the most ideal timing for hormones, like kind of, I mean obviously it's a little depend on the person, but it's like between ten PM and six AM are like really awesome times to be sleeping. But in okay. general, before eleven PM ideally and a solid eight hours is really, really, really crucial. Because if we are getting a lack of sleep, it is going to affect your cortisol levels, which is a top tier hormone. And it's also going to affect our hunger and satiating hormones, which is gonna affect our blood sugar. And those things, when your cortisol levels and your insulin levels are out of whack, those are top tier hormones. Meaning when those are out of whack, it kind of causes a domino effect and messes up everything else below it. So, um, that's absolutely number one. And I know depending on the season of life that you're in, maybe you're a new mom and you have a newborn, like obviously eight solid hours of sleep is not going to be happening for you. So it totally depends on what season of life you're in, but prioritizing that instead of prioritizing making sure that you're getting up at 5 a.m. to get to that boot camp class, even though you you went to sleep at midnight. Like We have to just shift our priorities and what we think is actually going to support us um, in order to support our hormones. So – Sleeping is huge. Um, making sure that you are getting a lot of fiber in your diet is really, really important for your hormones. Um, fiber is found in all plant foods. Obviously, certain plants have more fiber than others, like dark leafy greens are a really great source. You know, um, beans, legumes, nuts, seeds, fruits, you know, all, all types of plant foods have a really great source of fiber. And making sure that we're having an abundant amount of those on every single plate because. Fiber is what grabs onto excess hormones and excess toxins and excess cholesterol and helps move it out of the body. And it feeds the good bacteria in our gut. And our gut is responsible for absorbing nutrients from the foods that we're eating. So if our gut is out of whack because we're maybe eating a lot of processed foods or a lot of sugar or a lot of animal products and we're not prioritizing fiber and plant foods, we're not going to be able to properly absorb the nutrients that we actually need for our hormones and our ovaries to function properly. Your gut is also where we eliminate these excess hormones and toxins out of the body through poop. So if you're not pooping twice a day, ideally, then something's going on and it can affect your hormones. So a lot of fiber is really, really important. Um, I mean, there's so many tips I can give you. Uh the, the third one I'll give you, just basic level, is um having a protein, fiber, and healthy fat in every single meal to really stabilize your blood sugar levels. Because again, that is super, super important for your hormones. So having a protein source, whether that's a plant protein, and a lot of people think that you can only get protein from animal products, that's completely false. There's an abundant amount of protein in plants. Actually, animals get their protein from plants. So Um, There's tons of protein in there. So whatever your source is, making sure you're having protein, um, a healthy fat like avocado, nuts, seeds, extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil, things like that, and fiber in every meal. And about two tablespoons of the healthy fat at least in every meal is going to really help stabilize our blood sugar Um, because say we're just having like cereal in the morning or fruit juice or um, like a bagel, like those are not protein, fiber, fat mix. So it's going to mess up your blood sugar, which is going to cause these hormone imbalances. So those are just like three easy tips you could start
0: implementing. Gotcha. I feel like it is crazy just like growing up. I don't know, especially in the Midwest. I feel like growing up there, it's just like, yeah, you know, meat and potatoes and like you should, everything should just be fine. Like you're healthy. Right. And it like it's just so not true as far as like what your body actually needs and how we need to pay attention to it. And like being so aware of just not like you said, like putting band-aids on it with like these pills or things like that. But how do we actually get to the root of what's going on and then solve it from there?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because any of the symptoms that you're experiencing, like It might seem like things are all over the place. If you're like, oh, I get migraines, I get acne, I'm not pooping, I'm not sleeping well, I have brain fog, I have cravings, like my period sucks, like all of it's connected. Every single thing is connected. So when you just address the root causes, all of that will dissipate. So it seems a lot more complicated than it actually is.
0: Yeah. I feel like it really comes down to like, how can you be a active participant in your health so that you can fully optimize what like you're capable, the life you're capable of living? Because otherwise, yeah, having those symptoms and just being like, guess this is just normal leads to a lot of other like areas in your life suffering. Totally. Exactly. Especially, I feel like just giving up on like the one week that you have your period a month, that's a fourth of your life. (laughs) You're just being like, guess I'm going to write this off as just like a terrible stage of the month.
1: Yeah. Oh, for for a lot of people, it's even more than that because it's the week before their period and the week of their period um, because those PMS symptoms and all of that. And it's, it's wild. And Because we don't know that, first of all, we could change it naturally and that it's not normal. A lot of people don't even think that it's something that they could change. So it's just they just think they have to live with it. And you want to do
0: that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, okay. so for people who are listening to this and realizing like, holy shit, (laughs) I (laughs) didn't think that like I had a problem until I'm realizing that all these things don't have to be normal. Um, What would you say is like the first step that they can really take to I guess start to take ownership over what's happening and figure out what the next step is.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, obviously being aware of it, I think is number one step of really getting honest with yourself of how you're actually feeling. Because a lot of times we've been feeling a certain way for so long that we think it's just our normal. And we're like, no, no, I'm fine. Like, I feel good. It's like, but. Do you, though? Like, how are your energy levels, actually? Like, you you should be having a great amount of energy most of the time throughout the month. Yes, your energy is going to shift. Yes, it's going to be different from phase to phase, but really getting clear on how you actually feel throughout the days and just taking, like, a month to notice how you feel in each phase. And again, your body is going to let you know, specifically in those 10 to 14 days before your period in your luteal phase. That phase is going to let you know how you're doing in your overall health. If you feel really horrible throughout that phase, you know that there's something going on. But being really clear on it, do you experience brain fog? Do you experience cravings? Do you experience a really difficult time maintaining a healthy weight? And no, it's not because you're over 30 and your metabolism is slowing down. Like that's bullshit. That's not true either. So just getting really aware and clear on how you're actually feeling and how you want to feel and know that it's 100% possible. I think that's really the first step of just awareness of what's going on. And then once you decide and, and you really realize, oh, okay, this is how I'm feeling I mean, then you have a choice. Do you want to start reading books about it? Do you want to start listening to podcasts about it? Do you want to reach out to a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor? Do you want to hire a holistic nutritionist? Do you want to work with someone? Do you want to join a program? Like there's so many different things that you can do. It just depends on the level of health that you have right now, how long it's been going on. Some people who listening to this. They might be thinking like, oh my God, I've been struggling for years and years and years. I don't want to take the time to read books about it and to do all this stuff and and have to waste even more time doing this, I just want to go to a functional medicine doctor. I want to hire, I want to get this course and just like get it done and do it. Some people might be like, Oh, I've just been starting to notice this. So let me just dive deeper into it. So it totally depends on where you're at and what you want to do, but getting curious about it, seeking out resources, following people and, and books and podcasts that actually will support you and help you. So you can get clear on the direction that you want to go with it. Um, because that's, you know, there's so many different areas and, and avenues that you could go. And then of course, starting to prioritize like your sleep, your stress levels, when you are going to do a workout, are you doing it just because you said you were going to do it? And that's the plan that you signed up for, or are you listening to your body? Is your body like, oh my God, like, I please don't do that hit workout right now. Like it's two days before your period. I don't want you to do that. Like you have to know and have the discernment between, you just having low motivation to do something or your body really telling you that it needs a rest. So starting to get in tune with your body and listen to your body. And we are so much more intuitive than we give ourselves credit for. So you intuitively will know as you're listening to this right now, if something is off and what your next best step is, whether your next best step is just, okay, I got to slow down my workouts or I got to really prioritize my sleep or I got to reach out to somebody like you intuitively will know what to do next. And then of course, you know, prioritizing the things that we talked about a little earlier.
0: Yeah. So as far as people who are ready to work with someone, how do they work with you? And are there any pages and things like that, that I should link so that people can have just those resources available to get started with you?
1: Yeah, totally. So I have a podcast that's totally free. If you just want to start like binging and getting a lot of resources, I have I mean, so many episodes over there. It is called the Mind Your Hormones podcast. You could definitely start there. Um, I have a lot of content on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. But as far as working together, um, I have two signature courses. So depending on when you're listening to this will depend on which one is open. But I have my signature course, which is the Mind Your Hormones method, which is really teaching you how to live a hormone healthy lifestyle and optimize your hormones and teaching you how to use nutrition, lifestyle supplementation to address that root cause. So that's really for the person who wants to regulate their period, maybe thrive with PCOS, have a pain-free period, boost their fertility, get off hormonal birth control safely. Like that's who that course is for. So that is available depending again on when you're listening to this, but you can just reach out to me on Instagram and I'll be happy to talk to you about it. Um, I have one-on-one spaces available. And then my other course is more so for somebody who um, has like the root cause pretty much uh, solved. Like you're a little bit more further on your hormone journey, but now you really want to dive into your cycle phases. It's called honor your cycle. And that is where we are really diving into every single phase of your cycle, how you can optimize each phase. So you could really optimize your menstrual cycle and start flowing with the fluctuations that you have every single month. So those are the two signature courses I have. If you're like, I have no idea what I would need. Just reach out to me. I will always be sure to point you in the right direction. And help support you on that. Um, And then I do have a free resource. It is um, a free cycle phases and productivity sheet where if you do want to dive a little bit more just into the cycle phases and get like your feet wet with that, you can text me the word cycle chart to 516-430-5144 and I will get that over to you.
0: Awesome. Perfect. Well, I will link all of those and also the specific podcast that we talked about earlier um, so people can dive More into all of this very important information that I am so grateful that you are really diving in and educating people on it because it is something that I feel like is an area that we have been kept in the dark on for way too long. (laughs) It's so crazy.
1: Like, and if you're listening to this and you feel like, oh my God, how did I not know this? Like, how would you know this? Nobody teaches it to you. Like, we don't get educated on this at all. So most people don't learn about this in this generation anyway, until our like mid twenties and thirties. So you're not alone on this, but the more that we learn about it now, the more that will change the generational future of it, which is like really my mission around it.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like I learned so much and I'm sure the audience will as well. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Awesome. Okay. Well, I will be back on with a new episode next week. And I hope you guys um, were able to take so much away from this. And thank you for coming on again, Corinne.
1: Hey.